Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Geeks at a Microphone Show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, the most illustrious, whose beard is not as long as it was in the opening trailer that we have done, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. I've been thinking about growing it back out. I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. We're moving into summer. <laughs> yeah, but if I just grow it long and keep it uh, trimmed uh, or shaved on the sides, it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we'll see. I do different things with it. And that is okay, by golly. <laughs> Wait, what I'm not doing is painting it orange again. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take to get that out? Oh, gosh. It took a few weeks to get that out. And then. They had an announcement at work saying that we were going to do uh, photos for new security badges. I was like, really? You wait, how many years? I mean, it's been right. over 10 years since we had a new security badge, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, I go dye my beard orange, and then you announce this. Thanks. That's probably what propagated it all. They're like, let's get He's got an orange beard. Let's, 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 let's change the photos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, gosh. Well, hey, today, everybody on the show, we are talking about the latest episode of The Mandalorian, and I cannot wait to have this conversation. Um, So with that being said, um, we're going to just move right along uh, and get through our news and Geekdar so we can get to the main event. So, Mr. Mike, what do you have in the news? All right, let's play the bumper. Okay, so today, let me uh, share my screen here. Okay, so I got a couple things. Uh, Apparently, James Gunn officially announced that they have cast Frank Grillo as their first hero for for their, you know, upcoming, uh, what is it, uh, Gods and Monsters series. Um, Apparently, he is going to play... None other than uh, da, 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 da. uh, wait a minute. Oh, Rick Flag, he's going to be Rick Flag. Now, I find this interesting, uh, because okay, James Gunn said in his announcement that uh, you're going to have a consistency between animated and live action. So, oh, right. Uh-huh. Right. That's meaning, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Meaning that actors who play them in live action will play them also, you know, voice them also in the animated series. Now, I find it interesting because Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad was. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> I had it here. I lost it. So anyway. News items. Anyway, it was the other. It was the other actor. I can't think of his name now. So Joel Kinnaman. Yes, thank you. It was Joel Kinnaman. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it interesting that Joel Kin- Kinnaman won't be returning as Rick Flag because well, he got several... killed off. <laughs> right? Well, okay. Oh, yeah, spoiler but... alert. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but then again, this is an animated, so you could still bring him. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Anyway, so and then Three Geeky Dads, uh, Put a post up yesterday. There he is, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, there's Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, there he goes. That's what I was looking for. Three Geeky Dads also put up a post yesterday that David Harbour is going to be uh, the voice of Frankenstein in in the uh, Creature Commando series. So that's interesting because, you know, he is uh, the, the British version of of Captain America or the Russian version of Captain America uh, in Marvel. So 
he's crossing over to the DC side. I, I found that interesting. Um, so he was already technically DC with, wait a minute, which is Hellboy. Who? Hellboy is. That's not DC. Oh, okay. Hellboy's. Uh, I think Hellboy's its own. I, I don't think that's either DC or, or Marvel. I don't think. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not a DC property. Not that I remember. Um, so we have that. Uh, and then it was announced at Star Wars Celebration, Bad Batch Season 3 will be the final season for Bad Batch. So Bad Batch is ending next year. Um, Aww. Hellboy yeah. is an independent. That's what I thought. Hellboy is an independent. Thank you, Megan. Um, so yeah, Season 3 uh, will be the final season of uh, Bad Batch. Um, Hellboy's on Dark Horse. Is it? It's okay. published by Dark Horse Comics. Well, either way, it's not Marvel or DC. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that. I knew I that. To, I just had to figure that out. Okay. So, so Bad Batch will be coming to an end next season. And then I'm just throwing this one in for a dig at Steven because Steven poo pooed on my last uh, announcement of this. But um, CBR.com is still uh, uh, promoting. The fact that the Batman, uh, the or Batman the Cape Crusader is going to be on Amazon Prime <laughs> and not wow. HBO Max. I'm shocked. So take that, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I put it in there. Because when I first announced that, you're like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, CBR.com is when it releases. Still, I'll believe is it. Still, is still uh, um, promoting that. So I think it's happening and I can't wait. It's going to, although uh, we do have J, uh, Jar Jar Abrams working on it too. So that, that does scare me a bit. But, but you got Bruce Tim. So. We yeah, some. if we got Bruce Tim, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think I think Bruce Tim will slap Abrams producer whatever because you know Tim's going to control that story. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, he'll smack Jar Jar a bit. You know. Hey, let me ask you this: of the Batman animated series, let me rephrase: of all the different iterations of Batman in animation, which series do you think is the best? Oh, hands down, Batman animated series. For yeah. Hands down, that's yeah. simply the best. And yeah. um, the funny thing is, I did when uh, which one was it? Um, what was the one Megan and I used? We used to watch together all the time. Uh, Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. When Brave and the Bold came out, I was disappointed at first because you know it came out and it was very campy. It had the feel of the '60s Adam West Batman, and I was like, "Oh, that's not what Brave and the Bold is supposed to be." Because I remember reading the Brave and the Bold comic books as a kid, and you know it was you you pulled Batman out of Gotham City and you paired him with other you know other characters that you wouldn't normally uh, do, which they did do in the animated series. I'm not saying they did it wrong. It's just they made it very campy, like kind of like the '60s Adam West Batman. And at first, I was disappointed with that, and then I started watching the show, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this show is freaking hilarious. I loved it, you know, uh, and I was, I was disappointed when it ended. I was like, and the ending was so weird because it was right. like, we had no idea it was ending and Megan and I are both watching it and we're looking at each other and she's like, dad, what is going on here? I go, I think this is the end. Wow. <laughs> and sure enough, it was, it was just, it was so weird. Um, it was a good episode, though, and it was a Batmite episode, and I loved the way they did it. It was fantastic. Ah, right. Um, but, yeah, that was great. And then I will give an honorable mention to the Batman animated series, the one that's just titled The Batman. When that one first came on, I absolutely hated it. Mm. I can't stand this. I didn't like the voice of Batman. I didn't care for the animation style. It's just, uh, I was like, what did they do here? And then uh, a friend of mine at work had said, you need to go back and rewatch it because it's getting a lot better. And I, I did. I went, they added in Batgirl and they added in Robin. And I think they've even, they had even added in Nightwing at that point. And 
actually it was starting to feel more like the bat family and i'm like oh okay this is kind of cool you know so i was starting to like it a little bit better i haven't watched all of them i should go back and start watching that again but so i would give that an honorable mention but hands down mark hamill uh uh um kevin conroy the best batman duel ever period and that's how we do harley Huh? And that's how we that's right. Harley. And and the introduction to Harley. Mm-hmm. Harley. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. I didn't know we were going to have this conversation this morning. <laughs> no, you probably, I'm just continuing on with the news. That's pretty cool. No, that is cool. Okay. So that's all I got for the news. You ready okay. to move on to some Geek Dar? Uh, yes. That sounds excellent. Most excellent. Well, you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Now what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. (laughs) Uh, So, Stephen, do you have any geek dar for today? No. None. Okay. No geek dar. It's been a full week. I understood. So. I understood. I understand that. Uh Steven is a very busy man. Uh <laughs> I on the other hand, um, I decided to my wife and I both decided to indulge ourselves in Picard. Oh yes. Yeah. So I kept seeing all these reports from people saying that. Picard season three is just fantastic. I have heard that as well. Yes. And I was like, okay, you know, I am a fan of next generation, mm-hmm. um, but That's I had my heard, favorite. That's yeah, my favorite next generation. Um, but I had heard bad things about Picard season one. So I never I started heard the same. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I never started it, but I keep hearing it and I'm like, okay, should I watch just jump into season three and skip one and two? Well, you know, I, I'm kind of the kind of guy that I feel I gotta, I gotta jump in from the beginning. Now, I can't just jump into something in the middle. I gotta know what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. So we decided to give it a shot, and we started from season one. We we finished season one last night, actually. I think it's pretty good. I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, you know, uh, is it Patrick, helpful that you can binge it to a certain degree? Um, I would do like two episodes a night uh you know um but yeah it it, it's helpful there's some slow points to it and it's definitely not next generation Mm. but um i mean there's some feels of next generation here and there Mm -hmm. it's it's a bit darker than next generation is okay some diehard trek fans they don't like that because they're like well star trek shouldn't be dark and I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So, um, and, and I don't know anything about season two. I, I don't know how that's going to go, but I mean, you had, you had the Romulans in it and you had the Borg in it. This actually made me feel sympathetic to the Borg. <laughs> and I've never felt Whoa. sympathetic to the Borg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. Uh, so that actually intrigued me enough that I was like, yeah, I'll stay on board for season one. Cause I got to find out what the heck's going on here. So gotcha. just a little teaser, but in all of the hype that we heard about season three, uh, Brendan and I heard that. Uh, okay. So I'll give a little spoiler for season three and this is all I know, but apparently there is a hint that Captain Kirk could be uh, sort of, let's say, frozen like Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it's always been rumored that that Walt Disney is in a cryo- cryo- cryogenic chamber and all that stuff, right? Well, they apparently hint that something similar has happened to Kirk too, and. In that reporting, I didn't know this, but they said they they were they talked about the fact that William Shatner 
was actually very unhappy with his death in Star Trek Generations. Sure, it uh, was kind of wimpy. Yeah, it was. It was. Now, <laughs> I, I should probably save this in case we do a Star Trek, but I'll I'll do it anyway. Uh, so, my brother-in-law Roger and I, we actually went and seen next. Uh, we went and seen Generations in the theater. Mm-hmm. because neither one of us were original Star Trek fans. And we actually went just so we could cheer, cheer, uh, uh Kirk's death on <laughs> and, and piss off Trek. <laughs> I'm sure this is probably a multiverse situation. Um, I want to, sh- let me share with you what, uh, the three geeky dads posted this week. Oh yeah! And from the picture, that. everybody it, it shows it shows says. Meanwhile, somewhere in the multiverse, and there's a picture of uh, Captain Kirk who's bald, as if John Luke Picard. You know, he was bald. And then yeah. next to it is a picture of Jean Luc Picard, but with hair. You know, the sad thing is, I think Kirk looks better bald than Jean Luc looks with hair. <laughs> gotcha. I think you guys John can find Luke that with, on the Three Geeky Dad podcast uh, think, Facebook page. I think John Luke with hair is a little more disturbing. <laughs> weird. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, apparently William Shatner was not happy with his death, and and you know William Shatner has written several books too. I didn't know it, but he wrote a book to kind of. Uh, right over the fact that captain Kirk died. <laughs> okay. And so we were so intrigued. I found it. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it's, it's called star Trek, the return legends never die. And it's got both Picard and, uh, Sh- uh or Kirk's faces Kirk on, there. on it. Kind of like the posters to generation. Cause I think that's what the generations posters. It looks kind of like that. Yeah. So, um, I got, I got another re- book to finish before I start this though. And I probably will rewatch generation just before I start reading this book too. But right on. I thought it was interesting and it intrigued both me and Brenda. So, so I went on Amazon and I was like, well, I'll be darned. I found it and it's in hardback too. <laughs> I got it for eight bucks. So first I also found a price sticker, uh, before we went live, apparently the people that got it before me, they got it from Goodwill for a dollar ninety nine. They found it, I didn't. So you know, I got to. I don't know. I'm not complaining about eight bucks. That's. I think that's actually a fair price. So it looks like yeah. it's in good shape too. Yeah, it's actually in really good shape. I was very pleased with it. So no very nice. pages, no dog-eared pages. The, uh, the the jacket is still intact. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm impressed. Impressed. Right on. That's my geek dar. Sweet. Okay. Let's do this. Time for. It's time for the main event. All right, everybody. I'm very excited to learn. Go ahead. This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) Episode five. That wasn't the way. (laughs) Gotcha. Episode seven. This is the way. (laughs) Right. right. All right. Let's let's hear this, man. I want to get your. uh, I want you to start us off with a bang. I already got a scale for us. Um, Ooh, okay. As soon as I saw a particular thing in the episode, I went, that's our scale right there. Okay. Right there. Is there uh, a spoiler per- alert on the scale? Uh, I I guess slightly. Yeah, slightly spoiler alert. Uh, it's an Imperial probe droid. <laughs> Imperial probe droid. Okay. I love the Imperial probe droids. They're such cool looking droids. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a... Who knew they here. could be communicators? Or have yeah. the they could do the uh, uh, 3D whatever communication tool thing or whatever. Yeah, but man, they're cool looking. I just love them. So um, I was I saw that and I'm like, ah, Imperial probe droids. That's our scale. 
So uh, I will give this a nine out of ten uh, Imperial Probe Droids. Okay, easily, easily. All right, a uh, lot of action. Um, mm-hmm. We get the return of a particular character Character. that I like a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Just Mandos, Mandos, and more Mandos. You can't, yeah. You can't be disappointed with more Mandos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I loved it. I very much loved this episode. Huge improvement over episode five. (laughs) Right. Um, What was episode five? That's the one with Jack Black and Lizzo and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Huge yeah. disappointment. The premise was good, though. Uh, That's right. We've already talked about that. Yeah. We've already talked about that. So, everybody, go back and listen to that. As, as, as Ben Kenobi would say, move along. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> this was not the Mando you're looking for. Move right. along. Move along. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. I... um. I also will give this a nine out of ten. Oh wow! Um, wow! I really enjoyed it. I did too. I did too. Um, and I rewatched it this morning too. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. Yes. I try to rewatch them before we go on. If I got you know, if I get up early enough, and mm-hmm. I was up early enough today, so. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, the. Mandalorian visits an opulent world in search of a more lucrative work was six. Um, then seven, a group of survivors decide to come out of hiding and stand up against a local tyrant. Yes. Um, and the a, title, the title of this was spies. Yeah. Not yeah. just spy, but spies, plural. Mm-hmm. So, we got to talk about what exactly that means, because we know one spy for sure, but then the mm-hmm. other spy I think is hidden. So, okay. oh, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. All right. So, how do we want to walk through this? You want to walk through our favorite parts and then go into spies, or <laughs> well, it's all going to be spoiler territory from here on out, everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to talk about this episode without going into spoilers. So here's a fair warning, spoilerific territory. So, well, we begin with, uh, I can't think of her name. The, the one that, you know, killed uh, the doctor, Dr. Pershing or, well, she didn't kill Dr. Pershing. She, uh, might've turned him into a vegetable. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. But I mean, it's quite obvious. She is the spy in the beginning. You know, because she's the one that the probe droid comes up to, and she has a report to Moff Gideon. Right, so Moff Gideon returns. Uh, I can never say his real name. Uh, uh, gosh, his name is so hard for me to say. I love that actor, though. He's he's incredible. Uh, he was so good in Breaking Bad, and he's so good in this. And oh, he, Gian, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, thank you. Uh, he, he's just an incredible actor. I think he's a great addition to Star Wars. And uh, he was fantastically uh, 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 full of himself in this episode, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes, loved, yes. I loved it. So, yeah, we get her reporting to him. So we obviously see one spy to start with. You know, she she is quite obviously the spy. But like I said, the title is spies, plural. So somewhere right. there's another spy in this, and I I have a theory. Um, okay, I don't I don't know if I like my theory, <laughs> but I have okay. a theory. Okay, uh, and then and then we get the Shadow Council, the Imperial Shadow Council, and we get another heir to the Empire clue there. Did you notice that we get Pallian, 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 however you say it, Pallian, uh, Commander Pallian? He was Thrawn's right-hand man in the Heir to the Empire novels. Um, and I liked him a lot, too. It, it, it was him. It was They actually called him by name, and I was like, oh, crap. We're getting more Heir to the Empire. Oh, mm-hmm. 
and he was all you know he was all loving on on thrawn there too because he's like right. we have to wait for the return of thrawn thrawn's coming and then moff gideon's like yeah when's he coming back right <laughs> and then you get a whole power play and that was pretty oh, yeah. cool oh yeah i think i think we're gonna see a struggle between moff gideon and thrawn and as much as i like moff gideon i want to see thrawn take him down <laughs> yeah because I like Thrawn better. <laughs> yeah. He, he is one of my all-time favorite Star Wars antagon- antagonists. So, yeah. Love him. Uh, so, I love the whole Shadow Council. That was awesome. So mm-hmm. cool to see. The whole behind the scenes of the Empire trying to rebuild itself. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Then we had the... We have a connection to the sequel trilogy. Like it or hate it. It's there. Uh Praetorian guards mm-hmm. that was pretty freaking cool i mean uh they mentioned them with the the council because <laughs> moff gideon's like look i want i want more tie fighters i want three Praetorian guards i want it, it was almost like he was running down a uh a, a, a uh what do you call it uh, a hijacking list or something you know when <laughs> you when you when you've uh, taken hostages, like a hostage list or something. Oh, <laughs> four four major bombers, three tie fighters, three. Oh no, I should have done that differently. Anyway, you know, three Praetorian guards. I'm just kidding. So. Oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, that was super cool. Love that. And then we get the. We get the night owls meeting uh, um, the armors group. I, I children of the watch. Mm-hmm. We, get, we get them, the two factions coming together and meeting, which was uh, quite glorious. I mean, very tense, you know, when they come to meet and everything. That was cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, love the chess game. <laughs> right. Be- between uh, uh, Paz Vizsla and I, I don't remember his name, the, the one from the guy from from the Night Owls. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, oh, Baby Yoda getting his suit of armor. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of something. What's that? Wow. Well, okay. One of the parts I hate in Episode Five. It might have just connected here. Lizzo knights, Lizzo's character knights Baby Yoda, right? And Baby Baby Yoda basically got a suit of armor in this episode. <laughs> so I, saw somebody, I saw somebody do a meme. They said something about Grogu, and he's like, "That's Sir Grogu to you," or something like that. I saw another meme where they put him inside the the character from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Was it Krang or whatever? <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. The that's character funny. that's inside the big, you know, suit, uh, whatever. Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, we got that. Love that. Um, so, technically, IG-11 did come back. <laughs> technically, you got, he did. You and I had that argument at the beginning of the season because I was like, IG's coming back. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's done. Well, sort of. Yeah, he kind of came back. <laughs> Although Moff Gideon did say he was IG-12 now and not IG-11. but eh. Right. Not Moff Gideon, but Grief Karga. Oh, yeah. I meant Grief Karga. Yeah. Sometimes I interchange their, their names for some reason. I don't know why. Um, That's all right. Yeah, we got that. Um, we got Romulan Ale in this. <laughs> Romulan Ale from what? When uh, Grief Karga gives Mando oh. whatever that all the way from I, Coruscant, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. it was Coruscant Ale or Coruscant Wine. Yeah. I know what you meant, though. That's for you. Yeah. That's yeah. right. This is uh, illegal in fourteen sectors. I'm just right. kidding. I'm making that up. <laughs> well, isn't Romulan Ale illegal? Uh, in Star Trek, yes, it is. Right, yes, you know that's illegal. Oh, it's purely medicinal purposes only. <laughs> 
So we got that. That was cool. My bones, Robbie Linnell. <laughs> we also movie. got the answer to the uh, Beskar uh, shards from when when Moff Gideon was busted out of the the what was an Imperial shuttle and now a Republic or transport, shuttle, right? Mm. Yeah, transport or whatever, um, because. They they said that that was Beskar shards or whatever in there, and so we were all questioning. Well, yeah, my thought was it would have had to have been the night owls because it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be the children of the watch because they weren't breaking Moff Gideon out. So I thought if anyone was, the night owls would because they'd be paid off to do it. That's what I thought. Yeah, but now with this episode, yeah, it was neither. I like it either. better. I do too. I do too. I think that. Mm-hmm. That was much more better. Much more I- better. I'm having a Capri Sun, everybody. See my little package. There we go. <laughs> I haven't seen mm. one of those in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you still want a choice Capri Suns? <laughs> I pay for them. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Okay. I get it. Um, so, yeah, we got the answer to that. That was super cool. Um, and then we got kind of a sad moment in the end and uh, yeah, it was glorious. Oh, it was, it was glorious. Fantastic. This was a great episode. It really was a lot of cool mm-hmm. things. So yeah, most of the episode is my favorite, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just um, so much stuff in this one. So I, as in terms of the chess game was cool to have that fight. And then, you know, here comes, here comes Grogu. No. No, 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 no. right. <laughs> um, which was good, but something that was there was something I was going to ask you that was stated. There were when they were on the when they were on like the uh Mad Max, you know, <laughs> ship skirting on the thing, which was cool. It was great to see that you had a remnant of of uh. Mandalorians on that ship. I'll be open with you, though. I think they were spies. For some, part of me, thinks they were. Okay, uh, we'll we'll get into that uh, a little bit. I, I entertain that thought, but there's something that that throws me off. But okay, yeah. So um, I, I haven't gone back to watch it a second time to check for certain things, but um, they were sitting at the table and they were eating, and they said they made the comment about death watch and the yes. armor had said that they exist no longer. And so then I thought, well, wait a minute. Didn't you say something about mm-hmm. that being a reference to us that you're wondering if the armor was a certain individual in rebels that was part of death watch. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're, you're playing onto my theory. Oh, Okay. You're playing on to my theory. I have a theory that the armorer is our other spy. And the reason I say that is you, you have the mention of Death Watch, and she's quick to say, oh, no, Death Watch is no more. But she also say that Death Watch became fractured and spread throughout the universe in right. the same sentence. Mm-hmm. So, wait a minute, which is it? Are they no more or are they a fractured group? Which is it? Okay. Now, I have questions since season one. I like the armor. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the armor has horns on her helmet. And we said know. that if she was a Maldalorian. The Maldalorians were uh, members of Death Watch who, who followed Darth Maul when Darth Maul took over Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And they, in in honor of Darth Maul, they painted their their uh, uh, armor red instead of the blue because they were blue. Death Watch was blue. They changed it to red, and they put horns on their helmet. And if you notice, she had now. Granted, her horns are small; they're not like huge protruding ones that that the uh, Maldalorians right Clone Wars had, but. When Moff Gideon comes out, I mean, uh, when, yeah, Moff Gideon, when Moff Gideon comes out in his Beskar, 
which by the way, that was an awesome entrance. And then when he's bragging about the armor and he goes, you know what the best thing about it is that I'm wearing it. (laughs) Right. He is so full of himself and I love it. (laughs) He's incredible. But then he puts the helmet on and lo and behold, it has horns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think she is death watch and I think she's the spy and I think she's tied to Moff Gideon. That's my theory. There is a theory because I started looking it up as you were talking. I was like, oh, let me see if there's a picture or something, uh, you know, of, of the horns. That's what I was looking for. But all of a sudden, there's someone who's saying their theory is the armor and Gideon are both former Death Watch and are secretly working together. I don't think Moff Gideon is, is Death Watch. I don't think he's former Death Watch. He's not a Mandalorian at all. Okay. He's, he's a fanboy. He's, he's just one hell of a fanboy is what he is. Okay. Her, on the other hand, I think she's former Death Watch, and I, I have, I that has been in the back of my mind since season one. Yeah, and this, this, this is where I say I have a theory. I don't necessarily like my theory because I like the armor, and I don't want her to be, you know, <laughs> I don't want her to be the the bad guy. But I right. think she is. I think she is. Mm. And as far as as far as the uh, Mandos that were still on the planet, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw some theories on them because they're like, uh, well, you know, they were already they were still on the planet, and then you got the Empire, and they're they're building all this stuff and bringing in all these these vehicles. How did they not notice? Well, I have a, I have an explanation how they didn't notice. Okay. I live in a city called Belleville, Illinois, which is not a huge city, okay? And sometimes there's things being built on the other city, and until I drive over there, I have no idea that they're there. I have no It's like, hey, when did they drop that in? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. We're talking about an entire planet here, not just a city, okay? It's very possible that the Empire is still bringing in all these ships, and these guys are way across the planet and never know it. You know, it's not like everything's in in Mayberry. Okay, I, I think uh, to a certain degree, I'm I would agree with you. I understand your rationale. The only the only cog in that okay. would be because they said because um, the whole point of the fact was the the forge. Sure. There, were, it all is around the forge, and um, and even they said. Where they say, "Oh yeah, we used to live here and stuff," and it was like some of us still do, and that was one of them. And I thought, huh. "Well, I don't think they were referring to the forge. I think they were just referring to the planet." Oh, okay. Mandalore. Period. Okay. That's what I, I think they were referring to, and you know, I, I don't okay. think they've lived in the forge the whole time. Now, okay, I I agree with you. If they have lived in the forge the whole time. How did they not know that was all going on? I agree with that. Right. Right. But isn't that where Bo Katan and Nando went to when he had to go bathe in the waters and all that stuff? Isn't that the same place he went to? You know, I wondered that myself. Because if it is, they weren't there then. Mm -hmm. Because they would have ran into him and they didn't. Right. They're out sailing around on a sand barge you know you know how some you know fantasy novels and fantasy stories they always have maps we did a map of the surface of mandalore where where, where. sure that would be cool you know i'm sure (laughs) somewhere that's that's a thing i'm sure right i'm sure if we looked hard enough we could find it right and if it hasn't come out yet it will for a role-playing game or something I'm, i'm sure of that so right. I, I predict within probably the next year, we'll, we'll see a, a map of Mandalore probably in the next year. If nothing else, it'll be in an art book. Um, nice. I have the art book for season one. It's fantastic, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, I was just curious about the whole Death Watch thing. Um, and that, that would be an interesting twist if she is, you know. I think yeah, she is, man. As much as I don't want her to be, I think she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And, and I no longer think Bo-Katan's going to turn on him. I think Bo-Katan, I'm, I'm with you now. I've switched sides. I Because before I was like, Bo-Katan's going to turn on him. And, nope, I don't think so. I think it's the armor who's... Yeah, and I think that's that. That would explain why the armor was so keen on getting them all together. Getting them all together. Mm-hmm. She can bring them all together, you know, but she and does she, not wear her helmet. She took off before they were attacked. Granted, she was taking uh, injured ones up to the fleet to get medical right. care. But I mean, I, I think don't know. She's headed up there to. That's a good call. Yeah, she's probably up there to. Give them shit up. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be an interesting battle. In she space could be setting have. up the fleet now. Yep. You know what I mean? Getting them yeah. set up Dude, for it. I may be staying up late on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, <laughs> just so I can watch the finale. Well, I, think, see, I, I think episode eight is going to be fantastic. I, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then, then we have to talk. We have to talk about Paz Vizsla. I mean, Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> right. Uh, Paz Vizsla turned out to be the big hero. You know, I mean, in the fact that he stayed behind and, and allowed them to get out and escape while he took on all of those wannabe Mando, Super Commando Troopers is what they are. They're Super Commando Troopers. Um, took all of them on and just freaking blew most of them away. It was just right. glorious. And then we have those three Pictorian guards come in mm-hmm. and take him down. It took three freaking Pictorian guards. Praetorian, to, Praetorian. Praetorian. It took three of them to take down Paz Vizsla. I mean, right. that alone, because they're supposed to be, you know, the Imperial Royal Guards were like the baddest of bad. So the Praetorian guards are the next iteration of the Imperial Guard. So they're, they, again, are, at this point in the timeline, are like the baddest of the bad of the Imperials. So for three right. of them, it took three of them to take him down after he took down a whole squadron. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah. I loved it how they had the, the gun, like, glowing bright red. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is so cool. He was just... holy crap, we got we got a scene at the beginning that felt very much like Blade Runner. So when, when we have uh, the one, which by the way, she referred to herself as TK, blah, 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 blah. Man, she has so many different names. That's why she's definitely a spy. Because <laughs> uh, she's got a TK name, which is a stormtrooper name. And then she's mm. got the, the rebellion or New Republic name, you know, her, her uh, guard, or not guard, but prisoner name i guess the prisoner or, name what did you say or, prisoner name or reconditioned name or yeah, reconditioned name <laughs> that boy that sounds wrong <laughs> uh, and then she's got her actual name yeah that that chick's got mm-hmm. more names than, than i could yeah wow um but yeah that scene looked like it was right out of blade runner to me when i just felt blade runner it when did she feel very blade runner-ish and then, like yes. you said, with the the barge and the other Mandalorians on Mandalore, that felt very uh, uh, Road Warrior. <laughs> yeah, Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. Mad Max. And then, to me, uh, with Paz Vizsla and the big giant gun, that felt very much like Predator. <laughs> so, oh, like, okay. It's like we got some of the best '80s movies. <laughs> You know, right, Back all to the together chopper. in one episode. Yeah, that right. that would have been awesome if if uh, Mando would have looked at the rest of the the Mandalorians and went back to the chopper. Yeah, uh, yeah, loved it, loved it. Yeah, the whole thing with Paz Vizsla. I mean, I enjoyed the super, what you call them, super commando stormtroopers, um, or one of the Mandos. Or want to be Mandos is probably better, yeah. But uh, but it was so neat to see them coming in. I was like, ah, the finally, the plans of everything have been revealed. You know, why did they bomb the planet? You know, so no one would go back. And like, well, wait, it's it is habitable. It's not cursed, right? So something else is going on. And like, oh, okay, and it's still continuing. 
you know, when we first meet, uh, I guess it was at the end of season one, Moff Gideon. And yes, it was, uh, yes, at the end of season one. Yeah. And when they met him and, and that whole thing with, you know, always doing these, you know, the death troopers kind of a thing, which is just so cool. And then to see Luke Skywalker come in and make mince meat of them was even better. (laughs) Um, and so I, I kind of wondered, um, you know, with these, okay, these are individuals. It's just, you know, it's upgraded armor, really, is it what it is, and it's pretty cool. And Mo- you're right, Moff Gideon's armor was really cool, uh, really cool. But I enjoyed that aspect of it. Finally, a reveal where the story is headed, what's been going on, what's been behind it, you know, that kind of a thing. I mean, it took it long enough, but we got there. And... Um, but I, you know, I, I quite enjoyed, you know, I quite enjoyed this episode. I, it did exactly what it should do. Gave me a great time just to escape and enjoy what was happening and going on. And then it made me very interested in seeing what happens next. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it just left me wanting more. I was like, Ooh, I want, mm-hmm. I want episode eight now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. wait for it. I think it's going to be glorious. And then I think, I think we're going to get the reveal of Thrawn. I think that's going to be our post-credit scene at the end of episode eight. I think, you think we'll have a post-credits scene. Well, it's, it'll be like the, the Luke Skywalker thing, you know, when Luke shows up, I, I think that's, that's what we'll get. Oh, Oh, at the end of the episode kind of yeah. a thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We had the Shadow Council. We've had the mention we had of the Thrawn. Shadow Council reveal, which was really good. That was cool. That was great right. to see. So I and and uh, obviously Ahsoka is the next series coming up because that's coming up in August. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to have something, and all these tie together: uh, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. They all tie together. So I think with the Shadow Council. We're going to get the re- if we won't get a full reveal, we're going to see like him returning. You know what I mean? You know, with the fact mm-hmm. that Alion was saying, oh, we have to wait for the return. Of- oh, by the way, he sounded fantastic. He almost sounded exactly like Mark Thompson portrays him on the audiobook, which, by the oh. way, I was, <laughs> I was listening. I listened to about two hours of the audiobook yesterday. Right. Which- 13 hours long. <laughs> um, Air to the Empire is incredible. I love it. Uh, but yeah, he even sounds like Mark Thompson's version of Pallion, which I love. <laughs> the only thing I probably would have liked actually slightly better than Pallion would if we had gotten Eli Vanto, because Eli Vanto is like Pallion, but in the new books, in the new Thrawn books. Oh, okay. And and I like Eli Eli Vanto a lot too. He's he's really cool too. But I'm happy with either of them. In fact, I I, I guess I'm probably a little more happy with Pallion because it it points more to Heir to the Empire, mm-hmm. and I, I want this to go to Heir to the Empire. So, did you think that was interesting in the Ahsoka trailer? Speaking of Thrawn, the Ahsoka trailer where he's returning as the heir to the Empire. Oh. yeah. I was like, uh, could we be any more blatant? <laughs> right, right. And then you you introduce his right hand man in Mandalorian. I mean, there's no doubt we're heading into, and we've had Mount Tantus in mm-hmm. in uh, Bad Batch. Um, I, I mean, hey, give me Saboth and give me Marjay. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and we've got Luke Skywalker. He's there, too. Right. The only thing we're really missing is Princess Leia. And, of course, we're missing the twins, you know. Um, of course, she was pregnant with the twins in Heir to the Empire. So, um, But I know they're, they're not going to go there because we already got Kylo Ren. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay. If we could just work in Mara Jade somehow, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> right. Just somehow... Filoni, you can do it. I know you can work Mara Jade in there. Get her in there, and I want her to be a redhead like she's portrayed 
in the novels. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> these these are my Star Wars fantasies. <laughs> right on. I hear you. Okay. In fact, our first episode was about how Mara Jade could fix the sequel trilogy. So <laughs> go back and listen to our, our first episode. Uh, I, I got a whole theory on that. <laughs> and I still stick behind that theory, too. I, it could still work. It could still work. Even right now, they could still plug her in, and it could work, and it could at least fix Curmungent Luke. <laughs> we hope. No, it would. It would fix Curmudgeon Luke. Or I mean, that's, would, that's why would, he's Curmudgeon Luke right. is because of Omar Jade. Right. That's a, that's my my theory. That's a joke for all you married men out there. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> no, it would be the death of Mara Jade that that turns him. Oh, into- you're so sweet. <laughs> Wouldn't be. Mara Jade is the reason he's <laughs> it would be the death of Mara Jade. Okay. Uh, it would make sense. It would make perfect sense. Filoni, you can do it. I know you can. <laughs> make it as, as Captain Picard would say, make it so. <laughs> right. <coughs> Excuse me. That's so funny. <laughs> so I'll, I'll delve in slightly into Star Trek there. <laughs> nice. So yeah, overall, I thought this was a great episode. Um, and it, yeah, like you said, it left me wanting more. Um, this was almost a perfect Mando episode. Now, I've heard it criticized that Mandalorian is becoming uh, the Bo-Katan show. Um, I... I I understand no. that. I understand no. what they're saying. I get it. But at the same time, I think it's more about the Mandalorians and, and about, you know, their whole race and their families and, and so on and so forth. I, yeah, I, I would say that's the bigger picture of it right. all. But in all openness, I mean, if they want to transfer it over to that, they can. But realistically, they've already set it up from a storytelling standpoint that it's Din Djarin. Now, I do think continuing that, it's still his adventures uh, because he is making a choice to follow Bo-Katan. And, right. and so just because she's the leader, I, that doesn't make her the Mandalorian. I right. think just yeah. the story is of the Mandalorian, and and that's what, who we followed and stuff, which has been really good, really interesting journey. Um, and I think this is just part of his journey. I like says, I will follow you until your story or your song ends or song. What, how do you put it? It's a great. Your, line. your song is just beginning. I will follow you until the end. I will follow you till it is finished. Yes. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, Cause good. it was a play on, uh, um, this is the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that's mm-hmm. the way I took it anyway. Yeah. I also think if, now that you're talking about with with the oh see my brain just picked up something so remember how you were saying that the spy is what'd you say i said steven just had an epiphany well i just taking what you had said earlier about the the armor and i bet you the betrayal of the armor is what brings those two factions together yeah as a as a cohesive group yeah i think Mm -hmm. you're right I, I yeah. think you're right. That's that's probably what will do it. Um, mm-hmm. I hate to see it happen because I really like the armor. But, I mean, think about this a minute. The armor put them all together. She's the one that insisted on getting the Mandos together, uh-huh. bringing them back to Mandalore. Who built that armor for, for uh, Moff Gideon and his super commandos? Uh, somebody had to to forge that. And as far as we know... She's the only one that can forge Beskar. Mm-hmm. So somebody had to do it. You know, of course, mm-hmm. then again, when has she been doing all that? There is that question, you know, cause that, that's a lot of armor, <laughs> right? Or that's taught them what needed to be done. That's possible too. Maybe she trained then, a, uh, armor for them. And just as the, there was a deep sky, deep cover spy, operative for that we see on Coruscant with the, the comm specialist per girl. Um, then 
it's not a far stretch to say there would be a deep op, covert op person for the Mandalorians. Wait a minute. Repeat that? (laughs) So there's a great illustration of, well, if you're saying that the armorer is, if we're saying that she's a spy, man, she's been in deep cover for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And you're like, well, is that realistic? Well, we just see where we now know for sure that there has been this, this, uh, you know, the comm officer or whoever, you know, whoever she was um, for for Moff Gideon, but she's been undercover, you know, pretending to go through whatever the reformation or, or re re, you know, a re-education kind of a thing and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think it's far fetched to think, you know, she's been in deep cover for a long time. I mean, that's what I'm saying because we have the example of the comm officer. It, it right. could totally apply to the, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, I agree with that. And right now I can't see other than maybe the faction that was on Mandalore, but I, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still not buying that they're, they're uh, a spy. So I, I just, I don't know. Somehow I'm not buying that. I don't think that they are. Oh, they were quick to go. Is that the voice of Bo-Katan? We are here to serve you, milady. Is that lady Bo-Katan? Yeah, right. but I don't know. They seem just so broken, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not buying it. I don't, I don't think they're they're spies at all. Yeah. I think they're on board. I think they've just been there, trying to, you know, uh, keep up what they can, so on and so forth. Oh, and then we got the we got another giant monster. I mean, how cool is that too? We did get another giant monster. <laughs> I love giant monsters in Star Wars. I mean. Oh, uh, I would have loved to have all these giant monsters in Star Wars when I was a kid. I would have been so geeking out over this stuff. Now, do you think that monster was given for poetry in the aspect of rhyming because she is going to ride the mythosaur or the mythosaur is going to come help them? Wait a minute. So now you think Bo-Katan is going to ride the mythosaur? I do. I wonder. Really? really? Yeah. It'd be cool. Okay, good point. In a fight, they didn't really. Die. Uh, this is what Bobby Craig is saying. Um, in a no, fight, they didn't really no, die. They kind of just fell off the edge. Yeah, some of them. I agree with you. Some of them did just fall off the edge. I, I think some of them died, though. I think some of them flat out died. Um, mm. But no, that's interesting. That that's you make a good point there. Um, I can't say all of them died. Unfortunately, our hero, uh, Paz Vizsla, did die. <laughs> right. That was a brutal death, too. Oh, my That's gosh. Was, I mean, brutal for Star Wars anyway. You know, Right. He got stabbed in the neck, and wow. It was like, yeah. But I, I'm still geeking out over the fact it took three of them to take him down. After right. he takes down a, a whole you know platoon of stormtroopers, super yeah. commandos, super commandos. Oh yeah, yeah. And this, this also makes uh, uh, Poe's line in Rise of Skywalker that much more stupid. <laughs> they fly now. They fly oh now. yeah, they fly now. Right. Yeah. It's like um yeah they were flying. Th- were this flying is way early before, on. Right. Yeah, this is way before the Force Awakens. So right. Yeah, Poe, they fly now. Shut up. <laughs> right. I, I thought that line was, I mean, it was funny when it happened, but at the same time, it's was like, well, that's stupid. We've had, we've seen them fly before. This is nothing new. <laughs> right. Right. It was, it was JJ Abrams, Jar Jar Abrams trying to be, you know, trying to insert comedy into star Wars that just really didn't work. <laughs> Cause he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, Bobby Craig says here, do you think uh, Gideon got the Praetorians because of yeah, because of his encounter with Luke was probably scared it would happen again? Oh, I like that, I like I like that. that theory. That's yeah. a good theory. 
anytime we can bring Luke into it, I'm I'm up for that. Well, <laughs> that makes really good sense why he would, you know, he's afraid of an assassination attempt or, or you know, he's already had Luke Skywalker show up. So to have the Praetorian guards there, that, that is that I like that. That's I think Moff Gideon is he's kind of a pampered, uh, uh, you know, um, higher up in the Empire. I think he's a little bit pampered because every time he shows up, he's either got death troopers. You know, he has like the top of the line troopers on his side Mm -hmm. where Darth Vader walks around with just simple stormtroopers, you know. (laughs) Right. However, the Emperor is walking around with Imperial Royal Guards or well, Mm -hmm. the walking around but you know what i mean i understood so, yes i think moff gideon is is kind of pampered he's kind of a spoiled you know uh, uh imperial I, I, that's that's just the way i feel about him yeah. uh, and it could be arrogance on his part because he is extremely arrogant mm-hmm. i mean obviously with that statement you know what the best thing about this armor is I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it. I know. I love that. I was like, that's pretty funny. He's never right it was it. a great line though. It was, it was so good. Yes, it uh, was. I mean, I, I, he, there are times he, he feels like his character from breaking bad. <laughs> gotcha. I'm just waiting for him to show up with some chicken or something. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he has the chicken fran- franchise and breaking Brad and gotcha. Yeah. Well, if he shows up with some kind of blue substance, yeah. <laughs> it's the same guy. Multiverse action happening all over the place. <laughs> Breaking Bad is part of Star Wars. <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. all right. Cool. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Two Geeks and a Microphone. Uh, very glad that you were here with, with us. Uh, if you want to check us out, check out our website at www.twogeeksmike.com. Twogeeksmike.com. Um, there you will find all things pertaining to Two Geeks, plus our links to our Kofi page where if you want to help support us to help pay for we just use it to pay for you know the streaming service and the podcast service and things like that or if you want to reach out to us you can reach out to us at show at twogeeksmike.com or another way that you can help support us is um, go to www.audibletrial.com slash two geeks um, it's really cool. We've kind of teamed up with Audible a little bit, and um, we're, where you can get your first book for free for their membership. So with that thirty day free trial, and um, I want to share with you kind of what that looks like. So with that, you get the uh, you can get this is premium plus thirty day trial. You can get one credit. It's good for any premium selection um, title. And it's yours to keep. So if you decide you don't want it, you still get to keep it. The Audible Plus catalog. Um, so that's why it's Audio Premium Plus. And that, that could be Heir to the Empire, by the way. It uh, could narrated be. Narrated by Mark Thompson. That is correct. I'll show you that, by the way, because this is an interesting share screen system I'm working with here. But <laughs> here we go. So you could get Heir to the Empire. See, it is. Oops. It's in my library, uh, but you could get Heir to the Empire and um, enjoy it as your first one, if you would like, since we have all this Heir to the Empire action going on. And I thought that may be uh, a worthy addition to start off your Audible subscription with. So um, so if you decide to keep it, it's uh, $14.99 uh, a month. You get one credit per month. Good on any, any of their... Uh, any of their originals or there's something recommended for me, but you can do mysteries, thrillers, health and wellness, science, sci-fi, fantasy, business, kids, history, self-development, art and entertainment, technology, romance. There's just a ton of different categories that you can choose from. Look at all these different categories. Um, Just thousands upon thousands. Plus there's the audible plus catalog where there are ones that you can get for free as part of your subscription which is really nice a lot of classics are in there too so just want to encourage you guys check that out it, if you decide that you do sign up um, it does help out the show as well and audible also has podcasts and i do believe that yours truly is on there yes we are on there um 
So, uh, yeah, so I, um, I, I have enjoyed my Audible subscription. I have a ton. I don't know what my, my running total is right now, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. And you just got Heir to the Empire, didn't you? I did just get Heir to the Empire. Yes, I did, by golly. Hint that we might be uh, doing an episode on Heir to the Empire. That'd be awesome. All right. So with that said, I would like to invite you to go and like and like our Facebook page and subscribe here on on YouTube and give the bell a little tickle so that you uh, get notifications of when we go live. We go live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math on the rest. Sorry, I'm not doing <laughs> math is not my forte. But um, anyway, um, and next week, next week we will be covering the season finale of Mandalorian. I will not be here. I'm going to try to pop in and say hello and probably give my two cents, which is probably worth a cent. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. But we're going to have a special guest host next week, Mr. Brian Ramsey of Three Geeky Dads. He's going to say hey. I'm looking forward to seeing Brian on the show and seeing what he brings to the show. I I'm sure Brian will be fantastic. So, oh yeah, he's great. He's been on the show. He's filled in for me before. So it's been great. Yes. yes. And he's always been a good, you know, good co-host and a uh, good guest on, on the show. Every time we've had him, all the three geeky dads have been great guests. So, oh, they're fabulous. Great love, guys. Love those yep. guys. So make sure and check out their podcast too. Three geeky dads. All right. With that, anything else, Steven? Nope. That's you got it. All right. With that said, um, definitely this was the way. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 